Hello and welcome to this new CM Medical Series, Digital Health Digest. I'm today's host, Nathan Riley, and my focus here at CM Medical is the digital health market with a specialist interest in industry innovators who are revolutionizing healthcare using remote patient monitoring solutions. In today's episode, I speak with Logan Harper, who led the US business development for Withings Health Solutions, the newly created B2B division of French electronics leader Withings. We talked about creating BD strategy, the challenges of selling into an emerging sector, and what the future of RPM will look like. If you're interested in digital health or are eager to hear insight from an esteemed leader in the space, then be sure to have a listen. Here it is. Hope you enjoy. Uh, welcome, Logan. Um, great to have you on uh, this episode of the podcast. Um, I guess just to start things off, it'd be great if you could introduce yourself a little bit um, and yeah, a bit about sort of your role within um, RPM and the digital health industry. Yeah, no, this is super exciting to, to be here. appreciate uh, the opportunity to, to have me come on and, and speak about you know, remote patient monitoring and, and digital health as well. And, and kind of my experience in the space, uh, both, you know, professionally and, um, and, and personally within uh, using the solutions and, and the industry itself and seeing the evolution over the past uh, few years. Um, you know, so, so my background in digital health uh, has been in both remote patient monitoring and a subcategory of digital health called digital therapeutics. Uh, and digital therapeutics is where I first was introduced to remote patient monitoring uh, a few years ago, back in 2019, when remote patient monitoring became an official thing here in the U.S., uh, and and by that that allowed providers to get reimbursed for remote patient monitoring. Um, early on, we, we learned that uh, these digital solutions, uh, while they can improve outcomes, uh, there's obviously some technological friction points that can naturally exist with with patients, especially with chronic conditions. The U.S. is very unique uh, in that there's a lot of rural areas where these patients live. Uh, the technological frictions of do they have a smartphone? Can they download an app? Um, and and so we we really had to focus on that end user patient experience uh, for these types of solutions. Um, so being part of the digital therapeutics, it allowed me to translate a lot of experience over into where I'm at now at Withings, uh, leading our remote patient monitoring solutions side of of the business here in the U.S. Um, and, and with that, we've learned that while Withings knows the consumer and, and uh, can understand consumer experience uh, for patients, having them download an app can be uh, that friction point. So uh, developing cellular you know, devices uh, that remove that friction to where they just power on a device and use uh, really drives adoption and retention, uh, which can improve outcomes for, for patients. Um, you know, with that, you know, we, we've learned, okay, how involved is the patient into uh, uh, end of their health, um, what sort of um, uh, reminders, you know, sometimes there's that behavioral chain component at the beginning of a patient, remembering to, to check measurements uh, and, uh, and to really see the value in, in what they're doing. So there's an educative piece uh, with this instead of uh, just getting a device in that patient's hands, uh, there needs to be a thought for that full experience side of things. Um, so at Withings, being able to, to lead this remote patient monitoring solution uh, from the ground up, from um, you know, seeing the visuals of a solution to actually launching it out and getting, you know, patients on, on it and getting that clinical feedback to drive outcomes um, and, uh, and go from there. Absolutely. And yeah, I, it's interesting how you, you pointed out that, uh, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, remote patient monitoring is, is quite a newer side to sort of the healthcare industry and the technology in itself. And uh, you mentioned the CPT codes, the reimbursement codes there. I mean, how key have those been into the overall adoption um, of the technology? Yeah, it, it really is, is driven, um, you know, adoption. 
you know, while, you know, COVID most certainly, you know, uh, you know, really drove uh, telehealth into really the mainstream of healthcare. Um, RPM, you know, being one of those drivers to telehealth, um, you know, during the pandemic, remote patient monitoring enabled these patients to be monitored and treated at home. Uh, but beyond the pandemic, um, you know, we can see that remote patient monitoring can keep patients out of these high cost situations uh, in the hospital setting, uh, which improves that patient experience being able to have this treatment at home instead of the hospital, uh, and while also reducing costs, uh, you know, and so while providers, yes, they get reimbursed on these uh, CBT codes, uh, and that does drive, you know, a lot of organizational adoption for providers, um, really seeing these, these outcomes on a patient, you know, like a chronic heart failure patient getting readmitted to the hospital 30 days after discharge, you know, that could be anywhere between 15 to $25,000, you know, cost. Uh, there. So if you can monitor these patients remotely after discharge uh, and see when a patient may be having uh, an episode or they may be having metrics outside of parameters, you can follow up with that patient at the right time uh, and, um, you know, reduce that risk of them being re readmitted to the hospital, ultimately saving, um, you know, uh, long-term costs uh, that, that could come into play. Uh, but in the beginning, these remote patient monitoring CPT codes absolutely drove uh, provider adoption because now they're adding a new thing to what they're having to normally do as far as monitoring. Uh, and so to them, time is money, right? And so to be able to get reimbursed for uh, this time spent of monitoring a patient, taking action, uh, really drives adoption. Uh, even though a lot of things are becoming more value-based now for looking at outcomes, uh, sometimes in the beginning, you need to have these sort of reimbursement opportunities in order to, uh, to drive adoption, in order to see these outcomes on, on a long-term scale. Yeah, it's interesting to see, I suppose, the twofold side of it from my perspective of, uh, of course, the, the cost driven side, the value driven side, which is the benefit to um, the hospitals in general and the and the users of, um, but also then comparing to the actual, um, I suppose, the the physiological benefits for the actual patients themselves and the way that those both interact together. And I guess trying to find the, the right direction to go down with the product can be a question in itself, I suppose. So um, you are responsible for uh, the sort of the business development, the strategy drive with Withings pushing forward uh, your new solution. So how have you found that balance? Yeah. And so, you know, there's, you know, a lot of these, you know, health systems, um, there, there is, you know, kind of fatigue that, that can exist for all these digital health solutions that, that exist out there. So, you know, luckily Withings, uh, having this focus on the consumer side uh, initially, um, got us a lot of success in that we're an established organization. So early on during, during COVID, a lot of these healthcare organizations may have adopted remote patient monitoring solutions um, there in the moment, but now we're starting to see this trend of these healthcare organizations take a step back and reevaluate their vendors and really think, is this organization going to be here in five years? Are they evolving with their technology? Uh, Withings having this consumer focus for 10 plus years, uh, and now being in this kind of B2B space, there is this kind of drive uh, of, okay, there's this long, longevity of, of Withings being around. They will be here in, in, in five years. Uh, so we've, we've proven ourselves on the consumer side um, and that, that really drives our enterprise uh, side of the business here at Withings Health Solutions, which is our, our B2B component of Withings. Uh, <clears throat> and so being able to, to you know, properly identify these opportunities and, and execute them um, is, is, you know, key for us and, and for us here uh, being able to, to say, okay, we've been here, uh, we've established our organization as Withings, uh, we now have this B2B focus to help 
streamline uh, the data flow into a patient's, you know, chart into their, their electronic medical record. Uh, and, um, you know, your consumer and patient is now the same person, right? And so, you know, Withings kind of long-term strategy here is that uh, a patient can easily transition to the consumer side with our devices. Um, and then the long-term strategy of a consumer being able to transition to a patient uh, still using the same device uh, is our ultimate goal here. And so um, having an organization that has a consumer focus well-established has allowed our B2B kind of part of the business, working with these healthcare organizations, um, have, a, have an easier foundation to kind of build upon um, because a lot of these uh, doctors have experienced withings before. A lot of them are, are wearing a withings, you know, wearable or have used our blood pressure device uh, or scale. Um, so that really has allowed us to kind of get embedded into the clinical side of things a lot easier, especially here in the U.S. Yeah, and that's an interesting topic I wanted to actually touch on with you. I guess uh, with Withings obviously being with that commercial and your product is well known, um, when we're looking at maybe some other uh, well-known consumer available devices, your Apple Watches, your Fitbits, things like that, how have you managed to work within the regulatory standpoint with this? Have you found any difficulties going backward and forward there? Yeah, so so Withings, even though they were initially on the consumer-focused they still went through the regulatory channels of getting, you know, clinical validation, FDA clearance, uh, where need be with the blood pressure device and, and wearables and, and, and scales. Um, and so they laid that foundation early on saying, you know, if we're going to, you know, take this data and expect the end user patient consumer to share it with a provider, it needs to be from a device that has that clinical validation uh, and, and FDA clearance uh, here in the U.S. or the CE mark and in Europe. Uh, and so... Um, that foundation was there. And so that didn't really change when Withings decided to, to have this B2B focus. Um, we already had that foundation there. So, um, so that allows us to really get embedded into these clinical settings, uh, even on our research side of things, because we have these devices that are clinically validated uh, and FDA cleared. So we're very you know, easily able to pivot from a B2C, still B2C focused, but have this B2B focus without needing to, to wait long-term to get validation and get FDA clearance. These things were already there and, and laid for these uh, patients and consumers. That's great. And and I guess when we um, I sort of spoke a couple of months ago, we had a catch up and uh, it was just before you launched your new platform with Withings Health Solutions. So um, how has that rollout been? Uh, yeah, I imagine it's been a, quite a busy time for you this summer. Yeah, absolutely. So that announcement came with a lot of interest and in, in inbounds to us. Uh, I'm saying, you know, okay, what are you doing on uh, this this RPM side of things? Um, you know, what sort of solution do you have? Uh, and and what we're seeing is um, you can build a standalone platform. It's great, but you need to be able to build yourself into the natural clinical workflow process. So being able to embed your solution into these electronic medical records uh, and allowing the, the providers and care teams take action within their normal workflow process. So ordering a device for a patient, the ordering from the EMR. Um, and, and so we have these product teams in place that are building these functionalities with the specific health systems. Um, and, and so with that interest and those needs, we're able to fill those uh, by building out these solutions directly into their clinical workflow. Um, and that's allowed us to really, um, really expand our offering. Uh, in that, um, you know, we're able to be within EMR and, you know, Athena Marketplace, for instance, for, for one EMR uh, has allowed us to um, onboard a, a new customer, um, you know, went from weeks down to just days. Um, so we're able to basically have a turnkey solution, if you will, uh, for a remote patient monitoring solution uh, that, you know, didn't naturally exist before. 
Um, so, so we've had this great, you know, interest. We've been able to have this great success, um, and now it's it's proving these outcomes. Um, so, one of the things that, that I took on as a challenge when I came on at Withings a few years ago was you can see a lot of remote patient monitoring studies out there, um, but when you really look at these studies and in these peer-reviewed studies, one thing that you will notice is there was a lot of patient drop-off in these studies. Patients would enroll into the program but then they wouldn't complete the program. They would fall off early on. So we saw that there wasn't early adoption and retention. Uh, and so I took it as my mission uh, to work with some researchers uh, and say, let's prove that our solution is actually going to improve outcomes. So, uh, so I've worked with a, a, a research university out in California uh, that has worked with a, a couple of hypertension studies that will be published later on this year uh, that will allow us to say, we have quantified outcomes with our remote patient monitoring solution being embedded into the clinical workflow, um, either as a standalone solution or directly inside of an EMR. Uh, and so that is gonna allow us to really expand even more uh, because then we can reference our specific solution with outcomes and not just remote patient monitoring in general as, as others may do out there. Yeah, and I think one of the areas which uh, really interests me about the technology in general and an area which I've seen you, you've started to move down uh, at Withings Health Solutions um, through your partnership with Medible that's come through, um, of course, outside of healthcare, there are also a range of areas this could be of benefit, clinical trials being one of them, for example. So uh, is that an area you uh, see yourselves moving forward in? Uh, and maybe where do you see the growth of it outside of healthcare, even for Withings? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And, and so Withings, you know, we, we've kind of developed multiple teams here. So we have a team that that works with those organizations um, that, you know, sometimes they need more raw data, right, in order to, uh, to be able to, uh, uh, to take action on. And so uh, being able to work with these organizations, get them the, the data streamlined directly into their solution or, or, or uh, their platforms uh, is a focus of, of part of our team. Uh, and, uh, and sometimes that, that's different than the Withings remote patient monitoring solution. Sometimes it's just devices and data needed. Uh, and that's great. And so we work with a, a variety of organizations playing a big role in decentralizing clinical trials, absolutely. Um, and then working with other solutions out there on the market uh, that need this sort of data to flow into, into the solution in order to give these providers and care teams the right information at the right time uh, and these researchers to be able to look at outcomes for, for patients. So, uh, so you know, Withings is very unique in that we're this device manufacturer, but also this technology enabler um, in that you know, you can get devices from us and get that technology and in, in, in data um, wherever you need that data to, to live uh, within your ecosystem of, of that solution. So, uh, so we're very unique in that we can uh, work with a, a variety of organizations, whether it's in uh, clinical trials or with pharma or uh, with uh, healthcare organizations that, that need a remote patient monitoring solution. Uh, ultimately, these connected devices allow for a lot of opportunity, uh, but to be able to streamline that data uh, directly back to these partners uh, is the only way that you're going to get, you know, mass adoption uh, with any of these partners, no matter what solution that they, uh, they embed into, uh, into a workflow. Um, you need to have easy adoption and then easy data flow back into those solutions. That's great. And, and I guess moving into, I suppose, Withings and looking at the future um, now in terms of perhaps some shorter term goals versus some longer term goals. I mean, really where for you, I suppose, in your role as well, where is the next drive forward? What are um, yeah, those next point of concentration. Yeah, and so, you know, what we're doing right now is, is you know, we're focused on in Withings RPM solution, uh, targeting these healthcare providers um, that are, are treating patients, you know, with chronic conditions. So we're seeing uh, a lot of interest uh, and, you know, your most expensive patient being a chronic cardiac 
patients. So I think a lot of these organizations look at what can I do to reduce costs for my most expensive patients? Uh, and so now we start to, to re-strategize and, and become more kind of targeted on, uh, on outcomes or on specific conditions. Where do we naturally fit? Um, and so working with, you know, chronic heart failure or hypertension uh, or obesity management, we fit naturally into, into those uh, sort, of, uh, um, sort of conditions. And so for us, being able to be more targeted and say, okay, we've proved that our solution uh, can work and it has success. Um, so now let's be more targeted in our approach and, and our outreach. Um, that way we can drive more specific outcomes and be able to quantify that and showcase that so we can continue to build out. So there's definitely a long-term strategy that we have in place uh, for our solution. Uh, you know, what's unique is that technology, while it does uh, change rapidly, uh, the healthcare space can be slow moving. And so we have to be quick to adjust technology and to, um, and to build a technology solution that can be agile and flexible. Uh, but we also have to have this long-term strategy of understanding that our cell cycles can take a little bit longer. Uh, and so we need to be able to have a good roadmap in place uh, to hit certain metrics along the way. Um, and, and so, you know, we had the strong consumer base and consumer marketing, and now it's building out this strong enterprise, enterprise sales strategy. Uh, and, and that's kind of our, our goal here is understanding um, that this is a long-term strategy for us and not something that's going to happen overnight. Um, even though technology tends to change overnight, the healthcare system and the healthcare space can be slow moving to adjust. Um, so we just need to be able to uh, be at the right place at the right time and understand that this is a long-term strategy for uh, telehealth in general. Yeah, I guess, as you say, in terms of technology and even the space itself, it's constantly adapting. So there has to be a level of how nimble can you be? How, how quick can you pivot with that? And, and naturally, I think as you're more organized and you have that strategy involved, if you have the strategy that works across the organization and you're involved with that, it's much easier to shift and go with the times uh, in that. And one area you touched on then was in the um, the chronic care management side. And that's where the majority of, uh, I would say, remote patient monitoring is used for um, at the moment within the market. But I guess my question is in the future, um, do you anticipate a shift into the general population for this? And I mean, how would you anticipate that that would work? We understand that, um, you know, that ultimately, again, your consumer patient, same person uh, and consumers now being more accepting uh, and, and adopting these digital health technologies. Uh, and so we need to get this long term kind of uh, strategy in place of, OK, not only is the patient adopting, that's great. How are you going to keep that patient re retained over time? And so education, so being able to build educative pieces, uh, being able to uh, uh, to you know keep that patient engaged. Engagement is a big thing, and and driving why why the patient is going to be using uh, this device. What's the value for that patient? Um, why are they now capturing measurements? And so um, there's a lot of these things that are falling into place for us, and we're building out. Um, again, they they take time. Um, but we're, you know, we're very lucky again, is that, um, these healthcare organizations, they're more likely to adopt and take a chance on an organization that has proven itself in the consumer market, um, which we have. And so that allows them to say, okay, they have consumer adoption. This is going to get it right on the patient side with the right kind of strategies in place. And so as we start building this out and, and we roll these out into these organizations, they, they are more. Uh, prone to adopt a solution that can fit a consumer or patient. A patient may have hypertension, they become under control, 
the provider may not want to monitor as closely anymore, but the patient still needs to be able to capture measurements. And so for us, allowing that patient to keep the device that they were given from the provider, which is a Withings you know, device, and continue using as a consumer, but still getting that data back into, the, into their chart for the provider to see, um, really keeps that patient under control and allows them to continue monitoring themselves. Maybe this is the first time that patient has taken interest in self-health. And so now they're able to continue monitoring themselves and continue to use our devices uh, uh, to just monitor and, 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 and improve their outcomes and stay under control. So, um, so again, we're very lucky and fortunate to where we have this consumer focus, have success now on this B2B side, uh, and then keeping a patient as a consumer and vice versa is, is, uh, is our goal. Um, it just takes time to build out these solutions, right? Yeah, absolutely, and and I guess we've seen recently the uh, the deal that Amazon has made with One Medical. So we're seeing more and more, I guess, more recognised names starting to move into this space. So uh, as you've just said, then if you've got a patient who is familiar with your product and then that just continues in, the rate of adoption is always going to kind of go up in that sense. So I guess at the moment with the market, it's very well populated with a lot of great platforms, a lot of fantastic solutions out there. I mean, so do you foresee maybe that more big tech side coming in and maybe monopolizing some of that a little bit? Where do you maybe see the balance moving to in the future? Yeah, and ultimately data is king, right? And so uh, that's where you see like the Amazon and the Wind Medical and, mm-hmm. and then you know they, they just got the, the iRobot. So data is king for these types of organizations. Um, but for consumers or patients, there is a lot of hesitancy on sharing data with those sort of organizations on what are they doing with my data? So being able to uh, be very transparent and to, we, you know, Withings does not sell data. We do not, you know, sell that data to, to third parties uh, to be used. And so uh, having the structure in place and understanding exactly the patient or consumer, they own their data here at Withings. And so they have access to their data. They own their data ultimately, not the provider care team, not their healthcare organization, um, not any of our third party vendors, the patient consumer, they still control their data and choose what to do with that data. If they want to to remove that data, then, then they can choose to do that. And so being able to keep that in the patient's hands or consumer's hands um, removes a lot of the hesitancy for these consumers and patients to adopt. Um, and so that's one thing that uh, Amazon and, or Apple, that they really have to try to keep in mind is how much in control is that end user of their data? As long as they can manage and control their own data, um, then I think a lot of these organizations, they can absolutely uh, find a place in the space. But uh, where exactly they're going to find it, we'll see. Um, but uh, but I think it's ultimately going to come down to the patient and what are they going to be open to sharing with. If the patient is not comfortable doing it, then they're just going to tell their doctor, I'm not going to adopt this. I'm not going to do it. And then you get more and more patients doing that. The provider is then not going to adopt that solution or uh, or technology. And so uh, as an organization such as Withings, you have to really think about uh, that and understand what is the patient our consumer have control over and as long as they control their data um, they're more open to adopting these sort of technologies and solutions yeah i think that's a, that's a really interesting point you've just made especially i say in terms of the the data side and the overall trust and that kind of circles back to i guess where we started the conversation in terms of um you know the the patient themselves feeling comfortable in what they're using and that in itself driving rates of adoption and then obviously leading to uh to better outcomes in the end um so in terms of i guess moving forward from here and yourself with willing so you've you're covering the the u.s business development side um i mean do you as a company have ambitions to to be going global here where's the uh, where's the next step 
Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, you know, and so, yeah, while our remote patient monitoring solution with RPM has been focused here in the U.S., um, there is that, that look of, you know, having this uh, platform and software into other parts of like Europe. Um, so those sort of things are being rolled out. Um, it's very early on in that process. First, we wanted to prove it here in the U.S. that this could work even from a reimbursement standpoint, um, which it has. And so now it's kind of simplifying the solution and to fit it into exactly what is that European model. You know, reimbursement for them is going to look completely different than it does here in the U.S. So having a product team that understands that and then can tailor that solution to that specific uh, countries or, or organizations that kind of model uh, is something that, that we, we are building out and, and have to do. So having that, you know, a great product team in place that can build out these solutions depending on the needs uh, of that specific market uh, is key. And so Withings, you know, has that great product team in place. So now they're starting to roll that out in Europe and, and it's still very early on in that process. Uh, but it's something that, that we hope we can then uh, maybe uh, filter or we can, you know, replicate that in, in other uh, industries or in other markets throughout the world. Uh, so there's ultimate goal of, again, whether you're a Withings user uh, in the U.S. or in other countries, the ultimate goal is you could be a consumer or patient and still use that same device and get that that same outcome, uh, which is hopefully improving outcomes for, for the patient. That sounds that sounds really great. Uh, it really does, and I say in terms of the ease of it going across, I think that's certainly the way forward. And and from my perspective, um, I mean, I hire in in this space across the U.S., Europe, Asia Pacific as well. And and as you said, I think the the European and the Asia Pacific markets are not quite as mature as the U.S. one at the moment, but they're certainly certainly moving up, mm-hmm. and there are certainly some really interesting technology kind of coming through there as well. So I for one am. I'm really excited to see the progression of that. And I guess with Withings being originally headquartered in France as well and having that European base should make things um, much easier for you guys moving forward as well. Um, I think in terms of time, we may have uh, come to uh, to the end of our slot though, Logan. Um, I guess I've really appreciated the conversation with you. I think we've touched on some really interesting points. Uh, we've really dug deep into... I guess what remote patient monitoring is and really where the future is and it's been fantastic to get your thoughts and and hear more about withings as well going forward yeah this has been great i appreciate the the opportunity coming on and and definitely would love to to come back and and continue the conversation and as the market uh, matures here in the us we definitely uh, come back and and talk about the experiences that we've had and successes we've had and what we've learned along the way oh fantastic well thanks and yeah we'll certainly uh, be speaking again soon i'm sure So that was my Digital Health Digest with Logan Harper. I'd like to thank Logan again for his time and the insight that he provided on his work with Withings. And I hope anyone who is interested in any of the points we discussed could gain valuable perspective from his role and experience in the industry. Check out the rest of the series for plenty more insight from leaders in the digital health space. Thanks again for listening. I've been your host, Nathan Riley. Bye for now.